everyone. I'm Caitlin. I'm Jenna. And welcome to our podcast, AmeriCrown Dreams, a podcast about the British royal family. This episode marks the second part of our coverage on Prince Harry's Invictus Games, an Olympic-style tournament for wounded service members from around the world that just concluded its 2017 games in Toronto, Canada last week. If you didn't catch our previous episode on the games, get to it. You missed a lot. This episode will review some of the highlights of the game during its second week, which ended with another inspiring speech from Prince Harry and another appearance by adoring girlfriend Meghan Markle in the crowd. Did we mention she brought her mom? Could it yeah, be more yeah. obvious we'll soon have a Princess Harry of Wales? We think not. Hey, Caitlin. Hey, Jenna. How's it going? It's pretty good. Um, I am going to preemptively apologize to our listeners if there's any randomly ominous sounds in this recording. There is a thunderstorm raging outside. Um, I think the worst of it has subsided, but there might be an occasional clatter, which is not me dropping anything for once. It's just... That's, that's what I thought it was. When Mother Nature. Yeah, I had uh, <laughs> my microphone on when I was uh, grabbing some water and... Yeah, it sounded like that. But no, it's Mother Nature. It's not me being clumsy. So it's the start of our, our spooky October yes. here in Minnesota. So I fully approve of it. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much what's been happening tonight is just kind of dealing with the weather. And luckily, I made it home from work before it started because I walk to and from the office, which is about a 15 minute walk, which can I mean, it's really nice, except for when it's pouring rain or right. thunderstorming. Yeah. No, when I, I was walking back from the train, um, I, yeah, it started to rain. And so I put my umbrella up and then I saw this corgi <gasps> run across the street and I was super excited. Wait, so was with, like, a, with a person or just no, on its own? No, it was by itself. Oh, no. And so I was like, oh, and he just like ran into someone's backyard. So I was like, oh, maybe he's, that's where he lives or, you know, so I, I but I was also like, please, like my car was nearby. Because I kind of park and do a park and ride kind of situation. And yeah. I was like, oh, you should get in my car because you're really cute. Yes. Yeah. He was one of the cardigan um, uh, corgis, not like the Pembroke, like the ones that the queen yeah. actually has. Uh, but then I saw like an Irish setter. Okay. Like come out. And they were friends and they were <gasps> running around the neighborhood together. Oh, my god! And it was so cute. Like, because obviously this Irish setter has a much longer stride. Yes. And the, the corgi is just trying to keep up. And it was Aww. so cute because they were just going back and forth and chasing each other around. And I got a little nervous because I was like, oh, I need to be like, I was driving really slowly because I was like, I'm not hitting these dogs. I, and if I see them, I'm opening my car door. Just be like, get out. Come on in. Yep. So it was very cute. So. Well, I hope they made it home before it started pouring. Yes, I hope so, too, because I couldn't tell where they lived. But they seem to be friends and having lots of fun. So I assume they they are probably siblings of some sort or yeah. in love. That would also be very cute. Or so, that. So who yeah. knows? <laughs> oh, man. That's nice. Well, my day has mostly been, besides this weather, has been getting text messages from my husband, who is currently in London. As I mentioned uh, a couple weeks ago, he was there for work. And so I'm just getting like random pictures of British dogs and I don't know, other landmarks. I mean, I can't be too jealous. He is working the whole right. weekend. So he was in uh, his office in which is kind of near St. Paul's Cathedral. 
in London. And so last year we went to England for kind of a pre-honeymoon after I took the bar exam. Uh, it's kind of traditional to, if you can, take a trip abroad. And that's what we did. And so when we were in London, we uh, he works a lot with people in his London office. And so we decided um, that he should, you know, meet his coworkers in person because usually he just video conferences with them every day. And so we did meet them, but he had never actually been in the office building. And so today he sent me a, a text that was like, they have two separate tea stations and like very close together on just oh the gosh. same floor. And it is an insane setup. There's like eight different kinds of tea. There's an instant hot spout. They've, and they're like clearly labeled like the Southeast tea station. And I was like, <laughs> wow, it's the stereotypes are true. British people take their tea very seriously because he I just was so. he was joking. He was like, oh, you know, I needed a little caffeine. Pick me up. Thank God for the ready, readily available tea. So <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. And then like I, I would drink a lot more tea if they had that set up. I know, like my work has like free tea bags, like, but they're kind of the, they're the kind you just get at Costco or similarly. And, you know, they have an instant hot. And uh, during the summer, I do make iced tea pretty much every day. But, um, you know, it's not, it's not the good stuff. Doesn't look like this. So, yeah. And also there aren't two tea stations. I would have to walk all the way across uh, the office to the other side of the floor if I wanted. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm um, now need to go to England and work in a building that would respect me and my agreed cravings for tea. We need there needs to be an office that's very like anglophile friendly. I would like to work there. Yeah. And yeah, I could just have tea and I could eat British candy and Jimmy yeah. Dodgers. Exactly. All that stuff. Uh did you give your husband any tips like for things he should do that you know he might not do unless you told him to? <laughs> well, so since he I know uh, he's working, but Yes, since he's working, you know, I originally he you know, of course was like I've got to I since I can't go with you, I'm going to give you a list of items you need to purchase for me. And so since he's working and I don't know exactly how much free time he'll have, I did kind of narrow my requests down to things that are readily available at a Tesco or in the duty-free. So again, Cadbury dairy milk, the stuff that's over there, not the American formula, which is bad. Um, Tainted by Hershey's. Yes. And then Walker's is like their version of Lay's potato chips. And they have this Thai chili, like potato, like crisps. And Mm. they're super good. And I don't know. I've never found anything in America like them. So I've told him to get me those. And then uh, I told him to uh, get any tabloid that has anything about Meghan Markle in it. Oh, perfect. Because, again, that's something like once he gets to the airport or if he's just, you know, going by a Waterstones or something, he can can pop in and just quickly scan. And it doesn't, you know, just on on the cover. Because I want to know what the British press coverage, like, in the paper tabloids looks like. So we'll see what he comes back. And then I also said if he goes to any of the um, bigger department stores, uh, if he wants, I will text him some ideas for a good first anniversary present for myself. So we'll see. Perfect. But again, I didn't want to you know, pressure him since he does have limited time. Right. And he's um, going to see a lot of his friends from grad school who are uh, still living in London. And so that's really nice. 
Well, yeah. hopefully he'll get to make a few more trips and you'll get to go with him. I know. Well, so and then, you know, my whole thing was like, oh, I can't I can't be mad at him. It's my own fault. I let my passport expire. Guess what I got on the mail in the mail on Saturday, the day he left my new passport because it didn't take four to six weeks to renew. Well, good job, U.S. government. I know. State Department. I know. So anyway, so then he texts me, oh, you should just book a flight because he had I'd already dropped him off when I got the mail. And he was like, you should come to England. I was like, shut up. Don't even. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Well, that that reminds me, or at least reminded me, when I studied abroad, I got a copy of Hello Magazine that had Kate on the cover in 2010, which was, yeah, before they even got engaged. And so I need to go dig that out because I remember I just like would just hold it. And I was like, this is so cool to hold one of these glossies i'm so happy i know even even if he doesn't find one with um megan on the cover i kind of want him to just buy me one um because it's really fun to read about british celebrities and mm-hmm. like the ones that we americans typically have no concept of who these yeah, people like, is are it, yeah like katie price yes jordan She's like what yes jordan like yeah. those are always i'm like those are just like those people who are like i honestly would never know who they were if i didn't read british news yeah and like uh, it'll be gossip about cast members of from the only way is essex which Mm -hmm. so uh apparently hulu for those in america has all 20 (laughs) seasons of towie and so i'm probably going to start watching that at some point (laughs) i saw that too i was like oh great in the dead of winter when it starts getting dark at like 4 p.m and i'm depressed i'll I'll turn that on (laughs) we'll see what happens but yeah um I don't know. I think that's about all that's happening in our world. Unless you have anything else. I don't think so. Then we can shift into the Royals. The people you're here to listen about. Yeah. Not us, but yeah. So um, I'll start off today talking about uh, the Queen. So she she made uh, the first, if not, I think it was the first uh, outing. A public outing uh, since her August slash September holiday on September 29th. She was in Aberdeen, Scotland, and she was opening the Robertson family roof garden at the Aberdeen Royal Infirmary. And so this is a it's it is what it says. It's a roof garden that they built on top of an infirmary as a way for um, patient to accommodate patients being able to get fresh air and for people who are visiting and obviously, in recognition of the fact that fresh air is good for people. And when you're stuck in a hospital for a long time, it can be nice to just go sit in a garden. Mm-hmm. Um, so it looked really pretty. There were some nice photos of it. And she did the official opening. And then later that day, she visited another uh, medical facility. This time it was the Sue Ryder D. View Court Neurological Center. And this is the only purpose-built neurological center in Scotland. Um, It offers 24-7 specialist care to people who have complex neurological disorders. And this this visit made a lot of sense because the queen is a patron of uh, the uh, charity. And while she was there, she met with people who reside there and staff members. And so it was a pretty typical um, outing for the queen where she just kind of pops in somewhere and cuts a ribbon and meets with um, people who work in the healthcare field and patients. 
And so it was nice to see her. She looked uh, in good health and in good cheer. She was wearing a nice tweed uh, coat and hat. And so, yeah, it's always nice to see her back looking rested after a vacation. Right. All right. So, yeah, then we'll move on to what uh, Prince William has been up to. He's He had a very busy week last week. So um, we are going to just kind of quickly go over what he was up to so that uh, you can see that he's really a, a full-time royal for sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah, so on September 26th, uh, he visited, uh, it's called one of their, um, in England, one of their new cities, Milton Keynes. And uh, these new cities, is uh, these developments are essentially towns that were created after uh, World War II um, to kind of get people back up and, you know, kind of get people's lives kind of back together after, yeah, war kind of tore their country apart and kind of created these planned developments with single they tried to make it so that it had like single family housing and a good way for people to find jobs that were close to work also there was a requirement for there to be a fish and chips shop and a good. pub as well of course so uh, I, really just kind of what you kind of think of when you're like oh a, a british a british town and so yeah so prince william went there to yeah talk about the success of the town and then uh, meet with various various people who work in the charities that serve that community and then someone did ask Prince William about how Prince George is doing at school. And apparently he's over it. <laughs> Me too, Prince George. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he has not liked the idea that he has to go every day. And uh, so apparently the novelty has worn off, uh, which is, you know, pretty pretty uh, normal for a child. I think they like going once they get there, but actually the act of going is probably painful, which is me really going anywhere. Yeah, like every day to work, to the gym, to church. I'm like mad about it. But once I'm there, I'm like, okay. Yeah, this this is actually not terrible. (laughs) It's like, I don't want to get dressed. I just want to lay in bed with Charlotte and mom and Lupo. Are you sure I can't do that? Why does Charlotte get to stay here? This is unfair. (laughs) And I am angry with all of you. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well, he unfortunately, I don't think he'll have much say over the fact. And I think he will probably be forced to continue attending school. Yeah, I think I think it's the best that he continues to go to school. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, like that makes me think of like uh, plot points of the Princess Diaries, where she variously like throughout the series several times, people are like, you have to go to school. She's like, no, I have a job. Like, you, you made me be a princess. I don't want to get yet. out of bed. <laughs> Why? Why do I need to learn algebra? Like, you know, and it's kind of like, yeah, he, he would have a point. But I don't yeah. think, I think that his father and mother recognized that he should at least uh, go to probably complete grade school. He should maybe least. learn how to read and, yeah. <laughs> you know, count. <laughs> yeah. I feel like those are important things for really any person, but I hope that a future future king would also be able to do those. Yeah. As well. That's for sure. <laughs> so it's okay, George. Yeah. Well, he probably is mad because he can't go to events like the next one that William got to go right. to, which looked like, I don't know, I wanted to go to it. Um, so on September 27th, um, William... Uh, again, solo, he attended the premiere of uh, the documentary series Blue Planet 2. And 
so this is a sequel to Blue Planet, which is the a documentary that came out probably, I think, 10 years ago or so. Yeah, I think they said like 2003, okay. I believe. I'll th- confirm that right now. I should have put that in my notes. Well, yeah, so this is the same crew, the, the BBC filmmakers who make those amazing Planet Earth documentaries. But these ones focus on the Earth and the its oceans. Specifically, it's narrated by Sir David Attenborough or Bodie McBoatface, which is my <laughs> joke. <laughs> because, you know, the joke of that they n- named Bodie McBoatface the, after Sir David Attenborough. So that yeah. <laughs> Sir David Attenborough should change his name to Bodie McBoatface. <laughs> so anyway, he was there. Um, composer Hans Zimmer was also there and Radiohead was there. There were also marine conservationists and local children I mean, getting excited about the film and about um, you know. the mysterious ocean. Yes. The, I don't know, the, it's like deep space, but here on Earth, what is I, they call? I don't, can't remember. It's not like the final frontier. They're like Earth slash frontier, I think is one of the taglines of that or something. That makes sense. Yeah. Because it's like, what is it? They've, they always talk about how there's like so many species that we haven't even discovered because we can't even get that deep into the ocean. Yeah. I mean, if it weren't for James Cameron, you know, (laughs) with his (laughs) weird going to the bottom of the Mariana Trench, you know, but like, even then you can't be down there. For a second, I was like, do you mean that when he discovered the Titanic? Yeah. Yes, exactly. (laughs) But I mean, really, though, he, because he is a weirdo and was obsessed with the Titanic, he, and he has obviously a lot of money from that he spends a bunch of money um you know advancing undersea exploration technology Uh which is crazy but yeah i love undersea documentaries so i will definitely be setting my dvr for when this comes out um i think i can't remember i mean so planet earth 2 was just on tv it's on my dvr i can't remember what channel it was on was either was it animal planet maybe or pbs I don't know. I don't know. I know or Discovery, like, probably. Yeah. I know this one was BBC. Yeah. Obviously, but. Um, oh, maybe it was on BBC America. That, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. yeah now that BBC America is more mainstream, at least as a cable option. Yeah. I actually have that channel. Unlike the channels that I want. So. Which is interesting because it always used to be like you needed to pay more to get it right from your basic cable package. But yeah, so I'll yeah. be looking forward to when that comes on the television over here. But it looked like a fun event. On September 28th, Prince William went to a reception for the Metropolitan and City Police Orphan Fund, uh, which I thought was kind of a weird name for a you know, place to go to for a reception. But uh, once I read the history, it made more sense. Uh, essentially... The police at the time in 1870 started a orphanage for children, and it only ran for probably, I don't know, probably 30, 50 years or so. And then after that, um, now the charity supports children uh, of former officers of the Metropolitan and City Police, City of London Police. And um, so, yeah, so it helps them if, you know, their parents lose a job or if their parents die or anything. It obviously, it works to... Um, support those kids and last year the charity gave over one million pounds to families and yeah so i thought that was interesting because i've never heard of it well my first thought was is that where voldemort grew up yeah but (laughs) (laughs) 
you know, I, this I'm going to guess where, no. I'm going to say this is where he should have grown up because he probably would have been more supported. One can hope, but I still up. feel like it's probably was still pretty grim <laughs> back yeah. in the day. Right. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, so he, uh, while William was there, he we printed some awards and scholarships uh, for some of the children. And then, um, yeah, met with some of the families and beneficiaries. And he also met with a 98-year-old Iris Oral, uh, who was uh, in the orphanage from 1926 to 1933. Um, and she also has had some terrible morning sickness with her pregnancies. And uh, she gave um, a tip to Prince William that Kate should eat some dry biscuits. Yes. I and, saw that. I think it was yeah. ginger biscuits specifically. Yeah. Well, and then I think William said that he was eat. Kate had tried ginger biscuits and it kind of worked, but. Yeah. But they, they were both like, but in the end, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. You're just still sick. <laughs> but yep. that's Kate is doing better, which is wonderful to hear. That's good. Because especially since, I mean, we're coming up, so we're recording again on Monday. And her first public appearance uh, yeah. since since it's been announced that she was pregnant, that'll be coming up in yes. just over a week. I, I think it's on the 10th. So. Yes. Oh, that'll be exciting. I hope I she can wait. make it. I really miss her. <laughs> Me too. It's like, I like seeing William and, of course, seeing Harry, but I... I'm not trying to wear any of their outfits. Right. I'm not really that's, interested. Beyond just being like, oh, they look good. Yeah, that's why I'm like, oh, thank God Megan's here. I know. So, oh, yeah. yeah, I agree. I I need some outfit envy. Well, do you want to jump ahead to your outfit envy? It's further down on the list, but I think it's a good I, tie I in. suppose I could, yeah. So, yeah, because I've been missing Kate so much, I think that's why I was like, what? Like, who else is doing, like, stuff in the royal family? And I realized that we haven't talked very much about Sophie, uh, Countess of Wessex, who's married to um, Prince Edward. Right. Um, And uh, she was, last week, she was in um, (laughs) Dorking, Surrey, (laughs) which is a wonderful locale. Yes. Uh, I'm sure it's a wonderful place because... uh, you know, she was there, uh, but she was at an event to say, uh, say farewell to the Defense Medical Rehabilitation Center, um, which is a was a military um, kind of hospital or service center. And uh, she was looking pretty regal. Yeah. And she had a really great hat um, by uh, Susanna. Uh, and I really like it. Uh, it's kind of a pale blue. It matches the kind of it looks almost like a kind of a silk dress that she's wearing almost or at least coat dress and it's got these beautiful flowers on it I would definitely go look at it online since I'm not doing the best job it definitely has a saucer kind of effect on the front of her head but I think it works really nicely it I really like the so it looks like the hat itself is made out of kind of like a felted wool kind Mm -hmm. of but it's really sculptural and then there's these really soft chiffon or tulle like flowers that are yes. just a little bit more blue because I'd say it's kind of like a dove gray color. Yeah. But then the flowers, again, are just a little bit more blue. She looks great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I think I want this hat. I okay. think Kate should maybe borrow it for an outfit. Yeah. And uh, 
Kate might borrow it because, yeah, Susanna is a brand that Kate has worn. She's worn one of their their bleeding heart dress. It's that um, oh yeah, dress, that green one that's uh, got the red flowers on it that they wore for I think it was Prince George's first birthday um, photo where they're looking at the butterflies. Yeah. Yes, I do helpful. remember that. So yeah, one. so that's also by Susanna. So okay. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to, you know, you know, tip my hat to Sophie for a. A beautiful hat. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we'll just jumping back then to a few more things that William was up to. We're not going to go into these in too much detail, but jump in if you have any comments, Kate. Yeah. Um, September 28th. So he's the patron of the 2018 International Business Festival, which was taking place in Liverpool. So he's back up uh, in northern England. Um. And so this was an event where there was an opportunity for EU and other cross-border networking and where participants can learn how to grow their businesses. So again, this is very topical um, because Brexit is still unfolding. Yeah. And there's a lot of dissent even amongst political part the political parties themselves in England. Um, the Labour Party just held their... Like, I don't know what they call it, but like they're, uh, it's not like a route. What isn't, what's the word? Was it like a convention? Yeah, it's kind of like a convention, but it's like a big meeting where they vote on their platform and talk about their goals. And they didn't talk about Brexit. And a lot of people were kind of like, what the hell? Why wouldn't you talk about this? And their rationale was something along the lines of, well, it'll only people don't agree on it. It will only uh, create discord, which oh yeah, but in the within the Labor Party itself, and it's like well, that's already that already exists. Just because you don't talk about it doesn't mean it's not there, right? It's like let's not talk about things that are difficult. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, which I mean, I I I understand the impulse behind that, but it's really not practical. So, but yeah, so uh, the reason for one of the big reasons people go to this festival is because there's a lot of small businesses um, that obviously everyone, you know, around the country runs and it's, yeah, a good way to get tips and then, yeah, network with people across the EU. So once again, kind of, yeah, showing uh, that we all need to, in the EU, we all need to work together. <laughs> right. Or at least when you come to my uh, my festival in Liverpool, we need to at least act that way. Yep. That's a fun one. And then, yeah, the last kind of item, I guess there's two more items, but uh, uh, William visited the Imperial War Museum um, in Greenwich, and uh, there was an opening of two new galleries for World War II and the Holocaust. They won't be opening until 2020, but they're kind of doing a kickoff of these uh, galleries, and also it was a chance for people um, to meet with Harry, who have were there so there was um several um vets from world war ii and also um a couple survivors from the holocaust who are using their um who are being interviewed and providing a lot of the um, background info for these exhibitions since these exhibitions are going to be more um visual audio visual and all that so yeah so that that should be really cool to see and i've never been to the imperial war museum I haven't either. I was going to say, yeah. I think you accidentally said Harry, and this is oh, William. Oh, did I? Yeah. Yeah, William. Sorry. Well, no, that's okay. I just wanted to point that out. So yeah. So our thousands and thousands of fans went yell at Ugh, us. You indeed. Know. No, but I haven't been to these either. I did 
go to I've been to the Churchill War Rooms in yeah. London, which was super cool. Highly mm-hmm. recommend that museum. Definitely. But you said this one is in Greenwich? Yes. Okay. So, yeah. So, and I, on my honeymoon, we were planning to go, but it was actually closed in 2014 for um, updates and refurbishments. So, my husband was extremely disappointed because he loves, um, like, World War II, like, history mm. and all that. Not that anybody doesn't since it's a you know obviously a fascinating and really striking time in history yeah <laughs> but uh he, we were exceptionally sad when we were like oh that's that's a bummer we won't get to go because i've heard really amazing things about it so yeah a, a whole nother gallery on those two topics makes sense yeah quick news item which is kind of news but it's about a movie coming out that may be of interest to our listeners. Um, the movie Victoria and Abdul, or I guess that came out last Friday, so September 29th. And uh, this is the movie starring Dame Judi Dench as Victoria. You may have seen commercials for it. I don't, I've seen tons of commercials recently for this. Um, it's about this relationship that Queen Victoria had with an attendant named Abdul Karim during the last decade of her life. And this is um, a relationship that wasn't really uh, talked about much until recently. And it came back into the spotlight after a historian visited Victoria's summer home and noticed several paintings there and a bust of an Indian servant called Abdul Karim. And that stood out to her. So she decided to look into who this person was. And the I don't know how accurate the movie is. I'm assuming, obviously, yeah. it's based on some of this uh, historian's findings. But again, I'm sure they've romanticized it a bit. Yeah, because I was reading a Vanity Fair article about and they were like, were they lovers? Which they say they they weren't since she was, that, you know, she was quite old by then. Yeah. And he was probably like, he had a wife and he was probably like 36. <laughs> and the wife was apparently very close with Queen Victoria as well. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so I was like, oh, this is kind of an interesting topic since, yeah, or at least movie topic since I had never heard of it before. Um, yeah. At least it wasn't in the young Victoria. No. It's a, <laughs> and I have a little bit the PBS yet, version yeah. yet. Well, this is obviously later in her life. And in right. both of those, she's still, like, young. Yeah, really young. Albert's still in the picture. Yeah. She's not wearing black constantly yet. Yep. So, yeah, I don't know if I'll see that in theaters, but... I'll at least watch it on Netflix. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a, we'll do an episode on it when it comes. Yeah, I think so. That'd be a fun one. Yeah. All right. Well then, uh, the, I, we're, I think we're done with the news, but I do have a few corrections and follow-ups from last week. I listened to last week's episode and actually took notes of where we were unsure of things. And so I was able to, um, come up with a little bit more information. So, here is what we can talk about. First, uh, when we were talking about Prince Harry in the context of his history, you know, in the military, when we talked about his um, deployment to Afghanistan and then how he and how that was kind of kept secret. And then all of a sudden it wasn't a secret anymore and he had to leave uh, rather quickly. So we didn't know um, who or how that news came about and like who had originally published it. So wanted to follow up on that. So 
this the news that he was deployed to Afghanistan broke on February 28th, 2008. And uh, this I got this information from an article in The Guardian about it. Um, and so they they said that the, the news of the operational posting leaked out following the breakdown of a blackout agreement with the media when the story was posted this afternoon on the U.S.-based Drudge Report website. The Drudge Report initially said it had taken the information from a story last month in an Australian women's magazine, New Idea, although it later claimed a world exclusive. So for people who don't know, the Drudge Report is a website that's based in the United States, as they said, but it's kind of like a conservative news website. It's kind of like the original, it's like Breitbart before there was Breitbart. Right. Um, and, you know, as the Guardian article mentions, there had been this kind of a- agreement amongst the press um, that they wouldn't publish any information about this. And then they Drudge Report just decided to not abide by that agreement, or I don't know if they even knew that that agreement existed. I'm going to assume that they they could have figured that out quickly, but they didn't. And I mean, I don't know how much credence to lend to this. Um, They're saying that they originally took the information from a story in an Australian women's magazine, because I don't know why that magazine (laughs) would publish that. I mean, it's just like, where's the hottest hunk, Harry? I I don't know. Um, But the Guardian also quoted the head of the British Army in this article, and he was talking about, he said, I'm very disappointed that foreign websites have decided to run this story without consulting us. This is in stark contrast to the highly responsible attitude that the whole of the UK print and broadcast media, along with a small number overseas, who have entered into an understanding with us over the coverage of Prince Harry on operations. I mean, I was... I think I might have said something like, oh, it was probably the Daily Mail or something who broke this story. So obviously I was wrong. It was not a Brit. It was not any kind of British publication that did this. It was a blog. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously the other papers reported on it as soon as, you know, the floodgates were open. And yeah, so that's yeah. more information on that topic. Um, the second topic is uh, a little bit more interesting. Um, we were talking about how Ellie Golding played the closing ceremony of the 2014 Invictus Games, and I said that that made me reminisce about the rumors that Prince Harry and Ellie Golding were dating, and I couldn't remember when those rumors were happening. Well, apparently that was only, like, last summer, so... The majority of the news articles about this were dated June 2016. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so there was a Daily Mail article that I read about this, and it was called, Is Prince Harry Secretly Dating Ellie Golding? Pair are spotted, quote, in a passionate clinch under a blanket at polo event. Ooh. Uh, But I don't know what the heck a passionate (laughs) clinch is. Yeah, what's a... Okay, I gotta know. Is this, like, an urban dictionary? I don't know. Or a British... Like, I mean, like... Like, a clinch, like, they're, like, in an embrace? Yeah, I think so, but I don't know exactly what that entails. Like, are are they just hugging? Yeah. Or, like, are they making out? What is a clinch? Like, I just just Googled it, and, like, one of the words is a struggle or a scuffle. Yeah. (laughs) 
So, oh, so they were they were struggling or scuffling under a so blanket? Oh, oh. They were like uncontrollably, I don't know, making out? I don't I don't know. I'm going to again, this so this was um talking about like that they were spotted, their a source told them that they were spotted at this pretty much this polo party. Um <laughs> Sorry. I'm on Urban Dictionary right now looking up Clinch. I'm not going to say it on here, but I'm going to send it to you. Okay. And if our readers or listeners want to look it up, they can do that. Okay. Just type it in the doc right underneath it. And then I'm going to wait. I'm going to stop laughing now. So you okay. Can keep going. Well, so the article there talked about how um, it said, like, Harry and Ellie have been friends since they met after Harry's Invictus Games in 2014. Which then I was like, well, didn't she sing at Will and Kate's wedding? And then the the article says that. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! I hope that's what they. I hope. Like, jeez. Oh my god. Okay, I hope it so was a big blanket. <laughs> Well, apparently it wasn't because they could see what was happening. (laughs) Okay, everyone, you really need to Google this. Uh, What is this? Is this from Urban Dictionary? Yeah, I just pulled off Urban Dictionary. Okay, look it up. It it means that there's some there's something happening in the swimsuit area. Let's just leave it at that. (laughs) This is as much detail as I'm gonna go. But oh my gosh. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Okay, so. I'm going to delete it now so we can't. (laughs) So that later we don't go, what? What is this? (laughs) Okay. So like I said, the the article said they met after the Invictus Games in 2014, but then also talks about how she sang at Will and Kate's wedding, how she's friends with them. So I don't know what that whole story is. But the thing that I thought was really um, interesting and a, a good quote from this article was, uh, this mysterious source who apparently saw the clinching <laughs> um, <laughs> said that even though Harry has admitted he likes Ellie, the palace might reject her as a long-term partner because of her celebrity status. So already. Yeah. Oh. But obviously that's not what's happening with Megan. Maybe it gave him like a taste of what it would be like. Yeah. To I don't know. As, as someone but as famous or even I, famous. I'll go, I'll say, I'm kind of skeptical that they were actually dating. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I think they do know each other, and I think they're friends, but I really think that this is somebody, and I'm not saying it's Ellie Golding at all, but, like, somebody on her management team, because this is when that, that song, the the song that came out with the Cinderella movie, you know, the yeah. Love Me Like You Do, is that what it's called? Yeah. Did yeah. you say Cinderella story? No, 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 like, the Cinderella movie, the reboot, <gasps> the, like, live action oh. one. Oh, okay. That's when that came out. Oh, gotcha. Right? Okay. So I'm assuming that this was kind of like a tie-in. That somebody somebody in her PR camp was like, maybe she's dating Prince Harry. Because yeah. they do know each other. That's clear. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe they were under a blanket. Who yeah. knows? But obviously, um, Megan's... <laughs> Celebrity status. <laughs> Are you still laughing at that? Yeah, I am. Okay. Okay. But Megan's celebrity status isn't, hopefully, going to be a problem. Right. Um, and I guess I would say Ellie's probably more famous than Megan. Yeah. But 
Anyways, I digress. Yeah, so um, the final quick correction that I have to make is that I was talking about the funding for the Invictus Games, and I said something about the Lieber scandal. It's not pronounced that way. It's pronounced the LIBOR scandal. I did ask my husband about it. He, I said, what's the Lieber scandal? And he goes, what? What are you talking about? And I showed it to him, and he's like, oh, the LIBOR scandal, and then talked for five minutes, and I didn't understand any of it. So it's boring. You can look it up. If okay. you want to, but I'm not going to go into it because it's mostly about like tricking people into rate. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, you can look it up if you care. Yes, there's what, a the, good. The nice thing is that there was a large pool of money. To, yes, there were a lot of fines. That was his point was, yeah, a lot of people had to pay a lot of money. I was like, great. Yeah. Perfect. So anyway, you have your final yeah. final I update. I do, yes. So last week, uh, if you were listening, you might have noticed I interrupted and was very unprofessional looking for the noise of a mysterious iPad uh, dinging. It was my husband's iPad, and it was probably on the last two episodes. I knew it was sitting on, like, across the room, dinging and dinging, and it kept doing it. It was driving me nuts. And then when Jenna was here last week, it, w- it kept going, and so I had to go just, like, find it, but it wasn't there. Uh, I asked my husband, I was like, where is that iPad? I need it to shut up. He's like, oh, it's in the drawer of the desk. What? So, yeah. So So it's been sitting in front of you the whole time? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So it was in the the desk that the microphone is on. So so I'm just like walking around because I just was so determined to find it. Yeah. Well, it did sound like it it did sound like it was coming from across the room. Yeah. In the other uh, direction. Yeah, but no, it was in the desk the entire time, so I feel super stupid, and uh, it's, it's now dead, so since good. he hasn't charged it in so long, because since he just, it's always down here, you can tell how much he uses it these days, Yeah. so it is dead, and I am so happy, but I can see it right now, and I'm watching you, iPad. Yeah. So, I'm glad. No, that, no that more coming back to life. Because I thought about it this morning, I was like, oh, that damn iPad, I gotta find it. Yeah. I don't think about it until right before we have to record. So it's over, everyone. Yay. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully he doesn't now just like charge it again next time he's in the basement and then put it back in the drawer. If so, though, you can silence it. Yes. So that's good. So that's our correction segment. And I think we can move on to our main topic. Yeah. Invictus part two. All right. Yeah. So, so, oh, I'm sorry. What were you going to say? Well, I was going to say for those of you who did not listen to last week's episode, you can do so. We talk about the first two Meghan Markle appearances um, at the games. And so if that's what you're primarily interested in, I would advise you to head over to that episode and listen first. Um, So we left off our previous uh, discussion at last Monday when we recorded. So that was September 25th. So I think we covered everything on the 25th. So we'll be starting this week uh, with uh, what happened at the Invictus Games the morning of September 26th, all the way till the closing ceremonies this last Saturday. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So on the 26th, uh, yeah, Harry was at Sports Galore. Uh, Yeah. He did... um, he did a pep talk um, with the Afghanistan uh, powerlifting team. I actually don't even know what powerlifting, like I know what lifting is. Yes. Is that so like powerlifting? Very... I think it's like deadlifting for 
I mean, it's like the modified sport. Okay. So I think it's just weightlifting. But I think that there's there might just be fewer standards because, you know, with typical like weightlifting, you have to have this certain form. But with people with various, you know, some people have different limbs missing and things like right. that. Like there, it's just I think it's judging you based on like what you are able to do. Gotcha. And like how you can how you have to modify the typical stance or whatever. So I think mm-hmm. it's it's taking that kind of stuff into consideration. But. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And then uh, he met with competitors and watched the cycling time trials, which was really cool to see. Uh, Yeah. I I always like cycling, even just in the Olympics. So I I actually watched a couple videos of this and thought it was cool. Because that's one of the things I really enjoy seeing is just how they've made the sports adaptive. Yes, Uh, me too. Because I'm always like, I don't, because you always know how like runners who don't have, you know, their their limbs anymore, they run because they get, you know, the prosthetics. But I've. I've never seen the way that they adapt other sports. So that's one thing I really have appreciated about watching the games in the last two weeks is seeing how they adapt everything like golf. Yeah. Well, that was what I was going to say. Um, Another kind of final correction is that I left off the list. Um, Golf is a sport that was at the Invictus games this year. I don't know when they were added. Um, I had read, you know, on Wikipedia, it said like 12 sports and the Invictus games website said 12 sports. And I think that they just aren't, counting i think there's just like a duplicate on the list i read last week um but seeing golf uh it's really cool because a lot of people can't um it's for people who can't stand or don't have prosthetics or who are paralyzed but they have like a it's kind of like a support system um it's like a robot kind of that can make them able to be able like do a, a golf swing, a traditional golf swing, and it's really cool to watch. And Harry seemed to be really into watching that as well. Yeah. And uh, then, oh, sorry, uh, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say the final thing, which I don't know. Did you see the video of Harry reacting no, to a I Shiba didn't. Inu? I so, was actually just Googling it because I was like, oh, I want to see this now. But yeah, go. It's really funny. So he was at the CN Tower um, making an appearance. There was a reception there. And he's greeting a bunch of people out in front um, who are kind of behind, like, barricades, those metal things, whenever, I don't know, like, they're blocking off a parade route or whatever. And he's shaking hands with a bunch of people, and somebody's got, like, a Shiba Inu in the crowd. And in one video, you just see him go, is that a Shiba Inu? Like, really, (laughs) like, oh, okay. And then he pets it. And then he carries on and, like, talks to people. But I was like, oh, good. He got to, but it was just really funny to hear him say like, what? Is that a Shiba Inu? But I'm yeah. like, good, good eye, Harry. It is. You know your dogs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that was, again, and the CN Tower is like that, that like kind of like space needle. Yes. Essential building. Yes, it is. It's okay. the, it's the thing that um, if you're ever watching TV shows that pretend they're not shot in Toronto, or movies, especially. God, mm-hmm. what's that? Is it Made in Manhattan? The Jennifer Lopez movie, which is obviously supposed to be set in Manhattan. Right. And you can see, like, the CN Tower in the background. Because it's <laughs> shot in Toronto. Because ta- Canada has sweet tax breaks, which is why, yeah. you know, everyone likes to film up there. Right. And so it's a kind of a game that people will play. Is like, can you just spot this? Because it does not look at all. Like anything that's in Manhattan oh, yeah. or other major cities, except for Toronto. 
Um, I guess you could try to pass it off as Seattle, but you know, you can't though. Cause it's it is not, just definitely not the same. <laughs> definitely not. Okay. Perfect. Cause I was like, I feel like I know this, this tower. But... Yeah. Cool. Well, All right. then I, I can move on to yeah. September 27th, which was Wednesday. Um, in the morning, he watched uh, the cycling road race. So this is kind of like the Tour de France, but, um, you know, obviously adaptive. And while he was there, he ran into a gentleman named Ivan Castro, who uh, has run the, he ran both the Boston and the London marathons for the Heads Together campaign. So he, um, I don't know, I'm sure this was planned that he was going to attend. Obviously, um, he's going to show or that Harry's going to say hi when he runs into somebody who um, does work for one of his charities while he's at the other one of his very big charities. So it was nice to see. And then the best part, uh, in my opinion, of that, him watching cycling road racing, (laughs) was he had a photo op. Some school children from Toronto uh, came to watch the road racing. And then Prince Harry was there. And so they got to take a photo with him. And there's a video of them like getting set up for the photo and it's super cute um it's like they're just they're like swarming him everyone is trying so hard to get like as close as possible to him which same you know that's what i would be doing and then they're all cheering and there's this little uh kid who he's like in the back row but he's like the same height as or shorter than the other people and so he's like jumping up to try to get seen like up next to harry and it's just really cute yeah so that was something that was nice to see. Yeah. Um, and then really quickly, one more thing before we get to the, the star of the day. Yes. <laughs> um, so another thing that was really cool, um, this was posted to the Kensington Palace Instagram, um, the sport of sitting volleyball, which is really cool to watch. I recommend looking at a video. It, it is exactly what it sounds like. Imagine playing volleyball, but you're sitting on the court. Um, and so it's really I think difficult is a game of precision. You have to be able to time things. You can't, you know, make up for a poor uh, shot by running to make a dive. You have to be able to just be really good at aiming and controlling your hits and things like that. So he, um, the Georgian sitting volleyball team was, I mean, they were, they're really good, really well coordinated and they ended up winning gold. And on the, uh, Kensington Palace Instagram, they posted a video of Prince Harry uh, joining them for their warm-ups where they were doing a chant in, I don't know, what is it Georgian that they speak? I think so. I I'll correct that right. next week if I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, it was really nice to see. And they ended up winning gold. I think I said that already. But um, apparently it was it was just a really cool thing to see. And Harry was rooting for them for sure. So yay, yay for everyone. Um, well, now, like I said, yay. go down to the star of the day. <laughs> oh my gosh! So this is—I've just titled her "Popcorn Girl." Yeah. And anyone who has um, follow who follows Prince Harry or any media that would show you Prince Harry, you've probably seen a bunch of pictures and the video of this. And she is both of our hero. She's Indeed. a two, she's a two year old girl. She's the daughter of a Formus Invictus competitor and Paralympian, and she and 
Harry were sitting in the crowd. Harry was sitting next to her and her mom. She was sitting on her mom's lap. And then Harry was talking to somebody else sitting next to him. And Harry had a big bucket of popcorn. And this little girl just decided that that was also her popcorn. And so she just would reach over and just grab a handful and, <laughs> um, you know, munch on it, it a little bit. It was so cute. And he, you know, he probably, he knew definitely knew what was happening. Like... Cause, yeah, because he kind of had the bucket, like, kind of tilted towards her. I mean, Yeah. And, like, if I ha- was eating my popcorn, I would have it very close to me because I'm yes. a selfish person. Yeah. <laughs> well, you just – you texted me the the screen cap from Instagram with the caption, I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking back on this. And I it's said – so cute. Hashtag hero, hashtag icon, hashtag goals. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm up with the youth culture, but it's so cute because he is. She thinks she's being sneaky for sure. Like she's yeah. like looking at him, like, "Oh, am I allowed to do this?" Like, and just grabbing the popcorn and keep going. Right. And then he eventually notices her and is kind of like, and kind of grabs the popcorn away from her and is like, "Uh oh, somebody's been stealing my popcorn." Yeah. And then he makes a bunch of really cute, funny faces at her, pretending that he's upset that she's been stealing the popcorn. Yeah. And then they all laugh together. And I know, because, like, her, you know, she's sitting with her mom, and I was, like, at first, I was, like, oh, my God, I would be so embarrassed if my child was stealing, like, Prince Harry's popcorn, but I was, like, she probably, since she's probably met him before, she's probably, like, whatever, I have a two-year-old, like, this is what they do, but yeah. I was, I would kind of, like, when I first saw it, I was, like, oh, no, she didn't, she did yeah. not steal that popcorn, and then I was, like, oh, he loves it, okay, he's amazing, as usual, he's handling this great. I'm I'm sure Prince Harry like gave when the first time she reached into the popcorn bucket, the little girl. I'm sure he made eye contact with the mom, like it's fine, you know, like yeah. gave her a signal, like <laughs> don't worry, we'll just let as long as you're okay with her eating popcorn, I'm fine with her eating my popcorn, you know, because yeah. <laughs> you know it's not like candy, which right? That I feel like the mom would be like, no, 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 you're not eating that with sugar, yeah, <laughs> but with popcorn. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it was so cute. Yeah. So if you obviously if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's so cute. And it just shows that Harry is probably already an amazing uncle. And Oh, for sure. You can just imagine he's definitely reenacted that exact scene with George and or Charlotte. Yeah. I can see it with Charlotte for sure, because I feel like George is definitely more like, I'm just gonna you know, I'm just gonna kind of have some. Okay, thanks. Versus yeah. like Charlotte, I can see being super like, okay, I'm gonna kind of sneak up on you and a little bit more timid. Yeah, about it. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, anyway, that was that was like such a nice thing. Yeah, it made me smile so much. Mm-hmm. I know. I was like, I'm so giggly about it. I love it. Um. But yeah, so Harry continued on September 28th, uh, the next day, uh, with a surprise visit to Wee Day. Um, I think a lot of us always hear about, like, kids getting to go to Wee Day. I don't know if it existed when we were kids, but uh, essentially a day. So the Wee Foundation helps fund uh, initiatives for kids to make changes in their community, volunteering, all of that. And if um, it usually takes place through schools and um they usually the students set goals, and if they meet one of their their wee day wee goals or whatever, they get to go to wee day when it comes to their city, uh, which usually has a bunch of inspirational speakers and celebrities and a list you know uh, 
like music acts and everything to, you know, inspire and celebrate um, what the kids have done in their communities and obviously to continue inspiring them. And so Prince Harry made a surprise visit and uh, yeah, that would be the best. I would lose my shit. Yeah, I would also. <laughs> I mean, I would, I don't, I, I don't know. I would faint. Yeah. I would fall to the ground. <laughs> I'd be so excited. Yeah. Which, like, yeah, if anything would get me as a high school student to volunteer to do something, it would be like, Jenna, there may be a chance that Prince Harry will show up and congratulate you on being a great person. I'd be like, great, where do I sign up? Right. I'd be like, a prince? What? Yeah. I'm there. I'll make him fall in love with me from the crowd. No, just yeah. kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, so he did a speech there and uh, he said no to pessimism and cynicism since he talked about like how people are always on their phone and, yeah. you know, that's just kind of, especially with, you know, that culture that it's kind of created, it's, you know, put down your phone and. You know, do something. Do something. Yeah. As my as my mom probably said yeah. to me. <laughs> and by do something, like do think good things in your community and, yeah. you know, get out there and whatnot. So I thought, yeah, that I feel like what a better person, you know, to who's actually in Toronto because he's using his image and his his personal time to um, spearhead such a large initiative to talk about that with kids and um, showing how you can take something you're passionate about and use it to... Um, make the world a better place. Yeah. He's and a role then, model. I know. Oh my gosh. Look, he kids, you two, can, you two can be kind of a shithead in your late yeah. teens, early 20s, and you can turn out great. Right. As long as you exactly. own up to your past mistakes and make some concrete changes for the better and right. mature Is a little like, bit. Like, there should be a poster of Prince Harry that says, There's always more time. Yes, exactly. As long as you, you can get a second chance, as long as you actually take the opportunity to become a better person, you know? Right, exactly. Uh, so, yeah. So yeah, that must have been super exciting for um, some people. I wonder if anyone there was like, who? Because, you know, I know sometimes, you know, generations, there's a generational difference where they're like, who's that? But I would hope you would know who what the, one of the more famous royal people of the world are. Yeah, is, I know. Excuse me. <sighs> yeah. But yeah, uh, continuing the that day, yeah, Harry met with a uh, 100-year-old uh, World War II veteran, James Norman Baker. And yeah, so this I'm photo, sure for. Um, this is just the last two items here are just mm-hmm. photos that were posted to Instagram. And so James Norman Baker ha- apparently gave a, a pretty inspiring speech um, talking about, you know, the power of the Invictus Games. And it's really great, I think, to show that Obviously, most of the competitors are people who are veterans, more recent veterans um, who fought in like Afghanistan, like Harry did, or Iraq or um, other conflicts uh, that are, you know, of the last couple decades. And so here's a guy who, you know, is from the old school, who also appreciates the what the event can do for veterans. And so it's really fun, I think, or great to see you know, people bridging the gap and still, you know, bonding and talking about how it helps everyone. Mm-hmm. And also it's just cute because yeah. anytime like, Harry, again, anytime Harry is talking to a, an older person, a baby 
or his girlfriend, I'm just like, my heart is a flutter. So. He's a pro. He is a pro. Now, do you, do you know about this final item on this date? I do, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, this was one or more. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know this one. But, uh, yeah, no, I do know this one. There was a photo posted on – this is another Instagram photo uh, of Prince Harry. You'll If you've seen it, yeah, he's kissing a man on the top of his head. And uh, that was because it was uh, – some the uh, wheelchair rugby team from Denmark uh, won gold, mm-hmm. and so it, that was a very yeah kind of cool moment. I don't know the extent to the relationship, but I'm sure that they probably knew each other pretty well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so he's congr- he's going down the line congratulating all of the athletes, and um, obviously the specifically the Danish team who had just won the gold medal in wheelchair rugby. And yeah, he seems to be like clasping hands with this guy and he kind of kisses him on the top of the head and i'm like can i can i trip places with you real quick yeah buddy (laughs) i think he'll notice but maybe not i don't know yeah who knows who knows um so then friday the penultimate day uh harry attended archery in the morning um which we know again from some photos posted to social media but the two next uh events that he made his appearances at were they the archery kind of pales in comparison to them so um he harry attended the um wheelchair basketball game which was the united states versus france and he he had a couple of friends with him um there was dr jill biden there was a uh, vice president joe biden and there was president obama and I was just like, look at you. Oh, Barry and Harry back together. Back together. And there's so many pictures of them where they're, you know, very clearly, clearly interested in the game. And I texted you that they were spotted together. And I said, there's definitely a double date um, later tonight with Michelle and Megan, right? Oh, for sure. And yeah, he, I was kind of like, why isn't Megan, or not, why is not Megan, but why is Michelle not here? Like, I know. Yeah, that's the, you know, the true, you know, text, like they have a group chat. I'm yeah, sure. yeah, for sure. Or just like also they probably have a private chat just between uh, Michelle and Harry so that they can talk about things that Harry would be embarrassed if Brock knew. <laughs> you know, Michelle, I don't want to talk about that in front of him. Well, just tell me. I'm right. Not, I'm not going to tell anybody. You have my yeah, fullest confidence. Brock would totally be giving. I mean, the entire time they just look like they're just giving each other shit. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they have kind of, kind of more of a teasing relationship. Right. Michelle also has a teasing relationship with him, but she's also a really good shoulder to cry on and just gives really good solid advice. Right. About how to handle like the pressures of media scrutiny and you know how to treat his girlfriend right. Michelle's just like listen, this is what her needs are. You should do this. And he's like, you're so right. You're so wise. <laughs> and then, yeah, even so uh, it doesn't appear or it's not clear whether Michelle was in Canada with them. There was no, or with her husband, there was no photo suggesting that. So even if she didn't show up, they definitely all FaceTime together. And Megan probably was also involved in the FaceTime. That's mm-hmm. just what I've decided has happened. I agree. I think you are absolutely right because, I mean, they're already there. It's not like they, you know, I I just can't see any other reason why they'd be there but to hang out with each other. 
Yeah. And then Michelle also was like, so Harry, I saw you met my successor. And he was like, yeah. <laughs> and he kind of rolls his eyes. And she goes, and I saw that there's, you, you made the de- sign of the devil. And he gets this roguish grin. And she's like, Harry, I'm disappointed in you. You know, and she's like, you're supposed to go when when they go low, we go high. I was just about to say that. <laughs> and, and then he gets all this. He gets the sheepish. He's like, I'm sorry, Michelle. I should I should know better. And she's like, OK, just don't do it next time. Because, of course, he, you know, has to listen to her. Right. Yay. So I'm, I'm a crazy person. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm, it's just nice because it's just like, I don't know, like. They're just so, they just seem so nice, the Obamas. I know. And he seems like he just really respects them and that they, they get along. Yes. They genuinely like each other. Very, it's really clear, which, you know, that's not usually the case. Right. Or sometimes it is, but. Yeah. So it's good to see them, yeah, come out and support what Harry's doing since, yeah, it's really, it really is Harry's, you know, it's going to be his legacy. Yeah. Ultimately, you know. For sure. Um, and then my last statement about uh, the 29th is just, again, a quick call out of a great photo that you should all look up, which is um, of Harry celebrating with a baby of a after the baby's dad won a gold medal in swimming. And he's just grabbing. And so I, the baby's being held by his mother and Harry's grabbing the baby's foot and the baby's looking at the camera like, huh? And it's just cute. That's all I have to say. Yeah, that's a cute picture. Yeah, so that brings us to our final day of the Invictus Games in Toronto. Yeah, and, and I'll just quickly go over the last uh, event that before the closing ceremonies that yeah. was noteworthy was, unfortunately, President Obama was not to be seen that morning, but uh, the Bidens were at the final wheelchair basketball match between the United States and the Netherlands. So we got to see them all hanging out again, which it just makes you, I don't know, feel warm and nostalgic. Indeed. But yeah. And then do you want to take us through the uh, closing ceremony? Yes, I do. Yeah, so it was another action-packed closing ceremony. Uh, I'm going to start with Harry's closing speech, even though that was what happened at the very end of the event. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because there's a lot to talk about that happened before. Yes. And I want to make sure we don't forget to talk about why ultimately let's let's start with the message and the boring call to arms and then we can end on the good stuff right that's kind of what i was thinking uh so yeah so harry made a speech obviously since he is the the patron and kind of the face of the invictus games and obviously besides you know thanking and congratulating everyone for their hard work and all their dedication um he pretty much he asked everyone to make an invictus goal and uh during that, and specifically what he said was, uh, let the examples of service and resilience that you have seen inspire you to take action to improve something big or small in your life for your family or your community. Let's create a ripple effect of Invictus spirit across our nations. That will be the real legacy of this extraordinary week. And so essentially, yeah, asking people that this isn't just about, you know, sports and whatnot, this, you know, the spirit of that you can do anything and we shouldn't just let anything stop you because of obstacles in your life. Use that to impact your, your life and people around you. So what another inspiring thing to say. And also he just, yeah, had a call to 
get more service members to participate, I can imagine that there are some people who are hesitant to kind of take this on, even though they would probably be spectacular athletes as well, Uh, especially if you're recovering from, you know, a really just life altering, you know, um, you know, disability or, you know, injury injury or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. To kind of even know how to get involved. So yeah, asking people to, you know, network and find those people so that they can continue to keep these games really strong. Yeah. And I, I'm kind of wondering, though, we talked about this a little bit last week about how it's uh, it's surprising to us that it's an annual event. Yeah. And I'm wondering if they will eventually move to like a biannual or a, I don't know, whatever you say for every four years, like the Olympics, because yeah. if it does get larger and larger, um, you know, the logistics of planning the games and everything it seems like it would be a lot. And so with more people who are participating, you know, the bigger event spaces, there all have to be. Right. Um, so I'll be interested to watch, to see how the games grow over the next few years. Yeah, I can, I just feel like, I feel like there is good momentum. Cause I, I mean, with Harry at the helm and especially just like looking, like I didn't pay, I didn't watch these games the last couple of years it's been on or, you know, pay attention. I think, with Harry especially let's be honest with Harry and Megan like that's put a lot more spotlight on it and that can only be a good thing for uh, trying to get more people involved who are perfectly suited for this uh, event yeah for sure so hopefully New Zealand will have a really big crowd because Australia yeah or Australia dang it Caitlin again don't offend please don't don't confuse Kiwis (laughs) with Aussies I'll see if I can They'll edit yell at this us. out. Just, just a I... note to myself. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. You're not the and same, then... I promise. Yes. You know, you're different. There's Kiwis and there's... Aussies. Aussies. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I thought, yeah, so I thought it was a really great closing speech and just a good way to, you know say thank you and farewell to the the games that have gone on the last two weeks yeah and there were some great uh musical acts that yeah. followed up i mean so my f- favorite <laughs> thing is i noticed that le- last week i was mentioning that ryan adams was there yeah <laughs> clarified that it was brian adams not brian adams but this time it was brian adams not yeah. ryan adams makes Summer a lot of, of 69 sense. makes a lot of sense canadian uh treasure brian adams yeah. um Canada, obviously Canadian musician and uh, quite beloved yes. up there. And so that makes a whole lot of sense. Um, I don't know. What is this last one? Core de Pirates? I don't know, but they are, they're a Canadian band. Um, are they? I just want Quebecois? I believe so. So it would be like Core de Pirates. So Heart yeah. of Pirates yeah. in English. Uh, That's interesting. And, yeah, I didn't listen to their music. So that was an oversight on my part but I only saw them like the last moment that they were uh, a performer and I obviously they're not as famous as you know the boss mm-hmm. Bruce Springsteen who was kind of the the big act that night yes. but I thought they should still be included since definitely solo contributing to the amazingness yes and Kelly Clarkson did you mention her I didn't okay yeah. and she's saying stronger 
obviously Ugh. that seems like a great song what's an amazing you, song makes you stronger yeah she has kelly so clarkson. many power ba- power She's ballads just yeah i love kelly clarkson yeah and then i as far as bruce springsteen i really don't i don't get bruce springsteen me neither as a i just don't and i don't know if it's a generational thing or what it, but it, it's not because my you know my lauren who is a bridesmaid for me she yeah. loves bruce springsteen i think it uh-huh. must be and i don't know if this is true for her but i'm imagining it must be something like your parents had to be really into bruce springsteen. Oh, okay yeah definitely not the case for me right like i don't know my mom uh she just was not a big bruce springsteen person my dad doesn't listen to any music, um, but, like, my mom and I, we, we bonded over the Beatles and other, you know, like, bands of that era because that yeah. was her coming-of-age years. And so, like, we don't dislike Bruce Springsteen, yeah, but it was just I never, like, get him. yeah, on rotation. I do think he has ruined a Christmas song, though. What is that um, one? Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I would say that mm. up there with uh, Christmas shoes, it's one of my least favorite Christmas songs. Oh my god! <laughs> but like but Christmas anyways. shoes, though, is so bad that it's good. Yeah, like I don't listen to it except for once a year to go to like laugh my butt off. But yeah. like, yeah, Bruce Springsteen, you know, I don't ever need to listen to that. Yeah, version. I don't think he embodies really the spirit of Christmas. Uh, but I know he gets people rocking, and that's so he's a great person to have. <laughs> yeah, at your at your uh, closing ceremony. I mean, freaking Max Weinberg is there, right? Yeah. So <laughs> that's a party. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, people who did appreciate that Bruce Springsteen was there because they were rocking out to them was Megan. Yeah. She, yeah, she was in the crowd once again. Well, I guess she was in a private luxury box. Yeah. Um, for the closing ceremonies with a very special person in her life uh, with her. Yes. Her mom, her mom, Doria Ragland, Mm -hmm. who we've kind of talked about. Um, We talked about her in conjunction with the article that Megan penned for, who was it for? I think it was. Was it Mary Claire? I think you're right. Yes. Um, It wasn't Cosmo. Right. The 10 most influential women in her life. And she mentioned her mother as one of those people. Um, And so, you know, we kind of know a little bit about her. We know she does um geriatric care uh Mm -hmm. and yoga and a bunch of different stuff and she just looks like she'd be really cool to talk to but here she was in attendance in toronto standing right next to her daughter and her hopefully future son-in-law right and you know what i just struck me call back to um episode two of this podcast of where we were talking we talked about the daters handbook do you remember oh in that movie um, the guy who she ends up with at the end, who Megan ends up with at the end, um, buys tickets to, is it like Journey or Boston or like yeah. some 80s band that was really big and takes her mom to that concert. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. So oh my like God, they all, all go and then the mom is like, he's the one, like he gets it. He gets that this is a great 80s power ballad song so that's like exactly what harry did oh my god he's inviting her mom to come see the boss to earn him brownie points oh my gosh this is crazy so yeah if you haven't listened to our episode it's episode two megan markle movie mavens which is an amazing title we came up with yep um alliteration yes it's a really good art our 
episode where yeah we watched the Hallmark Channel original movies, which Markle has uh, been the star of, and we compare them to her relationship with Harry. Yeah, because there are some similarities. So yeah. it's yeah, and it's also hilarious because that's what a Hallmark Channel original movie should be. Exactly. So yeah, that really just that just hit me. This is exactly like Whoa. that movie. So meta. Um, yeah. And it was really cool to see her mom. Yeah. I because think it, yeah. It is serious. Oh, it's serious. Oh, That's sure. all I had to say. It's like, yeah. oh my gosh. Well, right. And it just seems like it's like another big moment. Like at the opening ceremony, she obviously was with her friend, uh, Marcus Anderson. But like to bring your mom out like that especially like someone that's that close to you and someone who if you're not going to be coming and bringing your mom and putting her in the spotlight, if it's not going to be happening anyways, you know? Yeah. Like if she was just like, I don't know, you know, where this is going. I don't think it's, you're already getting harassed by the press and whatnot. I don't think it makes sense to really fuel or feed the flame. And it's like, nope, got to start, got to get this started, got to get acclimated. And also show, yeah, that, like, yeah, guess what? We've met and we're, or at least I've met, you know, Prince Harry and I'm comfortable with him and yeah, get people ready for hopefully an amazing announcement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, there, the announcement seems imminent because... Oh, well, before I get into that, before I get yeah. into the grand finale of the evening, I was going to say, um, thinking about it, we, I was wondering, well, again, the only real comparison point we have is Kate and Will. Um, so I was wondering, oh, when was the first time that William uh, was seen in public with Carol? Um, just to see, like, you know, how close to the uh, wedding was it? Or was it before the engagement announcement? And if so, you know, what was the timing on that? And really, I mean, it might be just the fact that, like, this is a while ago, so it would have taken me a long time to get that far back in, like, the archives. But Mm -hmm. there doesn't seem to be any real clear photos or, like, public appearances. Yeah, before, like, like real public appearances before the engagement happened with Will and Kate. Mm -hmm. Um, So I read, um, I can't remember, some tabloids, like, article that was published a few years ago. Um, for Carol's 60th birthday. And it was kind of going over her life story. And it was like how she became like royalty adjacent. And I was like, well, maybe they'll mention her first like appearance with the royals. And the closest thing that I could find was that she and the rest of the Middletons were invited to Royal Ascot right before or the year before the wedding, mm-hmm. I believe. But I don't know... Or was it, I don't know. Yeah, whenever it was before the wedding, they were apparently invited. But I didn't find any pictures from that. Or certainly nothing like what we saw between Harry, Meghan, and her mom uh, last weekend. So I don't know. But also, though, I think it is a little different. um, Just because it's like the articles also were saying that, you know, William, ever since he and Kate were at university... They would he would go to like Sunday lunch at the Middleton house. So right. they did know each other, you know, for a long time, even, you know, though William and Kate were dating, you know, it wasn't as serious. It wasn't. You know, he was just popping over for lunch. It wasn't right. necessarily like 
wedding bells were ringing because of that. Exactly. And yeah, they obviously they have they've been they were obviously Kate and Will are more discreet about their relationship versus um, Harry and Meghan, who are not as discreet just due to the fact that they're obviously different people and they're they're more okay with their spotlight. And yeah, well, and they're older, which we've talked about. Like, you know, they're they're I think they're pretty sure of their relationship with each other. And yes. so it's a little bit different, you know, bringing your girlfriend's mom into the spotlight when you're in your early 20s, you know, like, and you've been dating for a year or two mm-hmm. versus when you've been dating for a year or two and you're in your 30s and you are like, yep, I'm ready to settle down and get married at this exact moment. Mm-hmm. Everybody, this is my future mother-in-law. Right. Um, I also thought, you know, and I don't want to, again, I try to be conscious of not I can't speak for anyone, but I did think that there are some interesting chatter on Twitter um, kind of about the fact that, you know, what spurred Harry to announce their relationship in part was the fact that the press was really harassing Meghan's mom, mm-hmm. specifically, you know, through racist attacks. And again, calling back to our Meghan Markle movie Mavens episode you know, Megan, she is of mixed race. And in those movies, they gave her, they made her like pass for white. Like they gave right. her white parents. And we were frustrated with that. Like, you know, I can't speak for her, but it's still kind of like, what the hell? It's 2017. Why can't we do better? And right. It's not that difficult to cast. <laughs> yeah, I know. Someone yeah. To well, be I mean, your, it's your parent. <laughs> I mean, her her dad in suits is black. Right. Yeah. It's again, there's plenty of black actors out there cast you know the mom or the dad or both it doesn't matter you know it's like whatever but um i think that some people on twitter pointed out like this is harry making a very public statement and kind of reminding people like yeah this is my girlfriend and this is her black mom deal with it which right again i don't want to be the person who makes that kind of comment but there was some really good commentary on twitter about that um one of the people who i follow on twitter who's really excited about this impending Harry and Meghan thing um, who commented on it and I think can do so with a lot more authority than I can is um, uh, she's at Jasmine. So follow her and she also just will tweet all about the news and stuff, but she has some pretty good commentary. Yeah. And I think it it's all, yeah, it's also a good idea because some people, even though it's a lot of people who follow the situation closely know that Meghan uh, is, you know, a mixed race like it, it might just be like okay guess what like this is this is my mom and it might just yeah kind of close that door where it's like okay yep this is her mom she's half black great cool yeah oh and wait quick correction to myself it's not at jasmine it's at the best jasmine her her like um whatever name is jasmine her what do you, well obviously that's her name but i mean like the her handle her handle there you go but, like, it's, yeah, at the best Jasmine. She's also just a good follow in general. <laughs> just making recommendations. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Harry must be on pretty good terms with Doria because, yeah, there was some uh, very, uh, they had to use some very uh, long lenses to get these pictures. But, yeah, there was definitely some canoodling and some kissing Ooh. going on between Harry and Meghan during the concert. Yeah. So portion so uh, they weren't the greatest pictures but no and they weren't like making out he was like kissing her head and stuff like like just i mean it was really sweet and obviously 
again, swoon-worthy. Um, right. But yeah, they weren't like yeah, tongue was kissing. A, there was no clinching. <laughs> no, God. <laughs> oh, God. Nope. None of that. Yeah. Well, I don't so, know. That we could see. It's, yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry with there again. Uh, not sorry. Uh, but uh, yeah. So, no, it was kind of, I kind of laughed because there's like a picture of her mom like kind of like maybe just at like the kind of the the balcony part or yeah. like the railing of their private suite and then they're kind of in the back kind of curled up together and I was just like oh yeah because I certainly wouldn't do that with my parents personally because I'm just like oh I don't touch my husband nope <laughs> yeah it's kind of like ooh right your mom's not looking at us let's I'm gonna do a quick smooch that's yeah. what he was doing mm-hmm. oh well and then. Uh, we can talk about what Megan was wearing a little yeah. bit. So she was uh, wearing um, a, the line draped trench coat. Which, which I loved. Yes. It's a really good classic trench. And um, she brought back another um, Everlane piece, which was uh, skinny jeans this time. Um, she had the Everlane tote from the... Uh, previous the the hand holding outing, which oh call back to that and some new information arose, which uh, the white button down Oxford shirt uh, that she was wearing that day, um, it was designed by a friend of hers and I don't have that person's name right now, but I read that the the name of the shirt is called the husband shirt. Whoa, I know, oh, I get it. Yeah, because it's like you know boyfriend jeans, so that's called right. the husband shirt, and so everyone's like, "Ooh, she's sending signals with her right. clothing choices," <laughs> especially since it's like her friend's brand. Like that yeah. was no accident. Her friend was definitely, again, it's not like she bought it, you know, off a rack somewhere, and then later they were like, "Ooh, it's called the husband shirt." And she's like, "What? I didn't. I just like the shirt." Now the friend definitely was able to go like, you know, that's called the husband shirt, right? And she was like, right. I know. I don't care. No, that's the point. It's called the husband shirt. <laughs> Give it to me. Yeah. So, sorry. That was a an aside. Well, that that was a good, good insight. Yeah, but it was it was revelatory to me. Um, and then she had a black V-neck on and some gray heels. And we don't have brands on either of those. Yeah, they point. think the V-neck might be Everlane. But, I mean, it's a black V-neck. It could be from Target. Yeah. It's kind That's of where difficult. my black V-necks are from. Mine too. I was like, $8. maybe we we're saying the same one. Yeah. But probably not. No, probably <laughs> not. Um, yeah. So again, she looked really cute. Um, kind of more casual dressy, I'd say. Like, yeah. you know, it's not, she doesn't look schlubby by any means, but she's definitely not, you know, wearing like a morning, like what, what you have to wear to a British morning church or anything. So. Right. It was a good concert outfit, and then, yeah, you had the coat, so you could kind of, if it was a little cold out, you could still stay a little warm. And Yep. I liked it. I could see myself wearing it. I also have a trench that I recently purchased, so I might, you know, I might, I don't even know what to call this, replic Megan it? <laughs> we'll have to come up with a, a term or see if one has already yeah. been coined. Yeah, so but, yeah. I'll, I'll make a note. We'll, we'll brainstorm over the yeah. following week. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have anything else to say about the week, except I just was really excited that the Invictus games seemed to 
you know, be such a great success. I'm so happy we got three Megan sightings. Yeah. Agreed. Um, and, you know, I, I was kind of disappointed, you know, because when we had recorded, we were like, oh, my God, we already have two. And then the days were going by and we weren't seeing her again. And I was like, oh, come on. But then luckily, you know, she I kept refreshing Twitter when I knew the closing ceremonies yeah. would be going on. <laughs> and then I was like, OK, there she is. Thank God. Perfect. Yeah. I feel like it would have I feel like it was a good opportunity because it's such a fun event. Yeah. Why wouldn't you be there if you're available and yeah, cheer on your man. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I I thought it was a great week. And I think it yeah speaks once again to yeah, Harry just this is his legacy ultimately. And yeah, he's kind of found that that niche that makes him hopefully like being a royal since I know he's been very hesitant about his role and whatnot. I think that this is again, it, it's really great for him because he does have such natural charisma. He really did inherit that. I don't I don't even know. Well, I was going to say the je ne sais quoi that <laughs> the, the, I don't know what, you know, from his mom. The thing that really draws people to him and makes him mm-hmm. just seem really empathetic and is he's really good at connecting with people. And I think that this is it just show it just allows him to showcase that talent and do a lot of good mm-hmm. for people for that sure. he relates to a lot. And who, you know, do need a lot of support and don't mm-hmm. necessarily get it. So, yeah, again, it's like, it's so nice to see Harry all grown up. Yeah. With his adult relationship and acting like an adult, you know, still acting a little silly when it's required of him and expected and stuff. But for the most part, it's just, it's just nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we will... We will have the games next year in Australia. Yep, in Sydney. Sydney. <laughs> and yeah, so uh, Harry actually did a interview with um, a Canadian news station about the games, and uh, he pretty much said uh, this is what his quote was: uh, "The sky's the limit. We have a social responsibility to continue this for as long as it's needed. The world needs Invictus. These guys need Invictus. I need Invictus. We all need our fix. We all need to be reminded of what duty and service is all about." So, can't I can't come? I was say I couldn't have put it better myself. Yeah. So yeah, that's great. Um, I am not sure that I don't know that we will have much else to talk about for the Invictus games in the upcoming weeks. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if Harry's still in Toronto right now. I'm sure we won't see him for a while because I can imagine this like he was out and about all the time. I would be so exhausted. Well, we will see him when he makes his trip to Denmark in, yeah. later in October. I think that's- And we will see him on the 10th for yes. um, the event at Buckingham Palace with hopefully Kate. Yes. So is that a public event? Is that open? I mean, is, is that like... Pho- okay, so photographers... I, I imagine, I believe, I imagine we'll get pictures. Yeah. Because it is uh, like a reception okay. to celebrate. And th- generally those, they do have photographers take photos. Yeah, um, and they'll, they they'll post not... a handful on yeah. their social media. Yeah. Exactly. I... And I mean, I'm sure... Most of the people there aren't probably allowed to bring in phones, but who knows? But probably not since it's at one of the palaces. Uh, so I'm sure we'll get some pictures. If not, it'll be kind of sad. But yeah, fingers crossed, though. Yeah. I miss you, Kate. Or at least we'll, we want to hear that Kate is was there and 
seemed to be, you know, feeling a lot more like herself. Yeah. And less barfy. Because, Mm -hmm. no thanks. I imagine if she's feeling well enough that Kensington Palace would want to show a picture that they'd be like, okay, you know what? You're feeling good. Like, let's... You know, yep. pe- that people can end the speculation about, like, are you still in bed? Right. Barfing. They can yeah. be like, you know what? She has made it through, and slowly but surely she will pick up things as as she can and um, try to get back to, you know, full strength. Right. Yeah. So um, next week, I don't know. Do we have an episode topic picked out already, Kate? I don't think so. I think we're going to have to discuss that. So. All right. Yeah, well, but if uh, in the week you have, I mean, I guess it'll be a couple days if you want to let us know about a topic, you certainly can. Right. And I mean, <laughs> barring any large news events, otherwise, we will um, we'll figure out something fun to talk about. So uh, again, if you want to suggest a topic or give us any feedback, you can do so in numerous ways. We are available at Gmail. Um, our email address is americrowndreams at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook and Instagram at americrowndreams and on Twitter at americrowndream. Um, you can also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can also subscribe. That's helpful. Um, yes. Because, yeah, we want to reach the masses with our wisdom and knowledge. We Just do. Kidding. and. I think one of the like great things about like the royal community is that it's yeah it's a really active one and I think uh, we're trying to get better at yeah interacting with everyone else who's involved so uh, maybe that's uh, maybe not next week's topic but I think in the future we'll hopefully yeah be able, be able to do some dialogue with other people who love the royals just as much as we do amen that's something that we've been interested in from day one so. Yeah, for now, for this week, I think that's it. All right. Thanks for listening. Yes, bye. Bye.